0: But it's worse in America, isn't it? Because you've got things like Jake and the Fat Man or Ironside. Ironside's the wheelchair detective.
1: Well, they haven't done that before, and they uh, can't. he's called... So Ironside's his nickname, i just realised.
0: Yeah, I think... It wasn't it. Exactly, wasn't called it, Ironside. It Alan Ironside. <laughs> <laughs> For 47 uh, years, I believe. Well, my real name is Bob Bracegirdle, but the guys down at the precinct, <laughs> they, they, they thought it would be a right line. It just didn't occur
1: to me. Ironside would have referenced his wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit
0: off isn't that there was a blind detective as well in the 70s the blind detective but I think Kojak's bald and Greek that was it I don't even know if he was Greek I mean he's Greek in real life but was he Greek in the show like when they talk about um, Peter Falk's glass eye does Columbo have a glass eye well that's
1: the great meta debate isn't it is Columbo glass eyed or is it just Peter Falk is his
0: eye acting his glass (laughs) eye is it acting a real eye it's really rubbish at acting a real eye yeah well yeah but I mean not as rubbish as Francis Rossi, which brings us brilliantly, I wow. think. Yeah. Yes. To what we're here to talk about. Seamless. Today, Seamless
1: Seamless. With the effortlessness
0: of a of a trained ballet dancer. Thank you very much. It's the first time anyone's ever said that about me. The effortfulness of a trained man with a limp failing to negotiate various points in a room. Hello.
1: you managed to force the conversation to the only feature film made by status quo apropos of nothing I have have looked into this
2: it
0: is the only film that they actually made which is a shame when you look at it because I have looked at it Rick Parfit has so much more to give being that he had virtually nothing left to give after this and died three years after it was made yeah we're talking about yes um, Bula Quo*, the 2013 uh, feature film and tax loss Uh, Made by status quo, Um, and we've just watched it, so we're in a good position to talk about it. We're primed. I can't think of
1: two individuals more ready to talk about bullet quo, and that's not really saying very much, is
0: it? I mean, I've taken no notes.
1: There was no notes to be taken. I mean, it it was its own living, breathing.
0: I think. I think if Francis and Rick got notes on the day. It might have been a better film. Like, try acting? I couldn't believe it existed and I bought it. And it was not expensive, but it did take a long time to come. It's that sort of film. Worth the wait. They
3: had guitars
4: in the 70s?
0: I think we're about to witness a murder.
4: if <laughs> we don't look behind Francis! Rick! Where are you? No. Who are these clowns? Dead clowns?
3: These guys are real gangsters.
4: Pula. Have seen us? Oh, I think they've seen us.
0: They can't have gone that far. They're ancient.
4: What? Oh, you don't know where they are. So
0: how do you find them?
4: People screaming. Flashing blue police lights. Oh. This is gonna be such a great shot for the video. As long as that's the only thing they're shooting us. Another one bites the dust. Oh no, that's not one of yours. What are you, CIA? MI5? Uh, no, 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 no. We've forgotten all that. Oh my god! I think I'm starting
2: to like them. Awesome!
0: Yeah. So it was worth. It was well worth the wait. Um, the interesting thing is that wh- when I saw you at your uh, in conversation yeah. with and Eva, you enjoying it, like you know, that you did at the sc- a couple me. of weeks ago, yeah. um, I said, uh, "I tell you what, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got the status quo film," and you went, Bula quo!" <laughs> and I was like, how does. We're the only two well, people in the entire world who've well, you
1: even heard of this. You make it sound like I, I said it before you'd finished your sentence. It was like you bit <laughs> you bit off the end of my
0: sentence. It was like, I've got the sets. Bulaquo! Bulaquo, he howled with a, a combination of delights. It and, is called Bulaquo. It's a Fijian word. Uh, wishing you life. Life. That's Kuo. a. Tragic irony. Well, it is. In light of, you, of what happens. What happened um, but. but I mean, John, I figure
1: if we're going to start doing this podcast live as to where. As in a way, as we in get. a
0: way, Joe, this is another in conversation. Yeah, but it's a seesaw conversation. Uh, I've, no, I've taken on the Finn quality here. I'm, I'm just going to be feeding you lines.
1: Finn, my hosts for the evening. Yeah, Finn, for Ken- ev- Finn Kennedy. An evening with me, which yeah. is not what it was called. Uh, uh,
0: it was definitely called that. <laughs> uh, an audience with. Um, and I, 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 I'm just gonna be, <laughs> I'm just gonna be feeding you lines, okay, uh, winding you up and watching you go. That's pretty
1: much how bullet Quo was
0: made. I sure. don't think anyone fed anyone lines in that. Regurgitated lines.
1: They were certainly lines that were on a page well, at some point.
0: Not the lines that the quo are used to, though. Eh? so eh? here's the thing,
1: John. There's watched... a fair
0: amount of nudge, nudge all the way through the program.
1: You and I have a have a certain love for those kind of. The esoteric aspect of, of popular culture, and calling Status Quo popular culture is so maybe a uh, slightly um, pushing pop- it. They are popular, George. but in this film, in the world that this film inhabits, the universe, Status Quo are maybe the most popular and successful band
0: in the world, and they're on a sort of tour in Fiji. Here's the here's the thing: we don't know because in the same way that Norman Wisdom is big in Albania, we don't know that this isn't true. They could be fucking massive in Fiji. Do you remember that bit at the beginning? Where there's a DJ on the beach and he's rocking out to "Rocking All Over the World." Yeah, yeah. And he has no audience, and he's just like, and he's got a microphone. And somebody comes up to him and and goes, "Hey, Rick Parfitt's just died. This is a a, a recurring theme." And he goes, "Maybe I'll be on stage with the band tonight." Yeah,
1: it's it's the most. He's a Fijian man in flip flops and shorts. Groove chilling, chilling, chilling no less on a twilight beach smoke.
0: in paradise. The other thing about it is, is yeah. he doesn't ever turn up again. There's literally there's like a there's like a sub story there yeah. that ne- got truncated. It's like Loki. It's like he, you just got nipped out of the universe, and he's he he was never allowed to be on stage with... I've seen this film twice. Yeah, yeah, You
1: actually told me. We won't be seeing much of him again.
0: And I was like, oh. Right. I thought he'd come back as a recurring character. And, yeah. look, and because of the weird way this is edited yeah. and the strange narrative strengths it has, yeah. I just assumed I'd missed something. Well, But he doesn't turn up again. He's the, never in it again. The
1: good news is, though, he's one of the few brown characters that doesn't get beaten to a pulp. That's true, yeah. So we can at least that, take away that he's living happily that, elsewhere. That is a theme we'll be recovering. Uh, yeah, it's a slightly troubling theme. Craig Fairbrass, the erstwhile EastEnders star <laughs> and sometime manager of status quo in this film uh, and the quo themselves gave up on themselves to, what, how do they describe it? Aryan carnage?
0: Yeah, it's basically uh, an, an adolescent Aryan power fantasy. Craig
1: Fairbrass administers chin music and body talk to every person of colour on the island <laughs> Except for two sexy biker girls, but we'll get into that but later. They're as well. on their
0: side so it's fine. Yeah. The other thing is he, he confronts the main baddie. Played by. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. Oh, because spoil- that's That's to come. But spoilers. I mean, he's a foot shorter than everybody else and deserves punching do an impersonation of him I can't do an impersonation <laughs> hello I can't do an impersonation of him that's not Woody Allen that's not Woody Allen that's even oh, close to Woody I'm Allen I'm throwing them off the sides like, I can do Woody Allen I'm not going to but as far as I know John Lovitz hasn't been cancelled yet well you've left the cat out of the bag I've I've the twat out of the bag I've left the Lovitz out of, of the man. bag That was a fine afternoon's work for Mr. Lovitz. Can I just say,
1: Joe Lovitz, (laughs) even even though he's the main villain... It It stinks! His job appears to be shambling about the island in a Hawaiian shirt, looking bored and sad at the same
0: time, and popping up every twenty minutes to remind us that he's still in the film. Well, I mean, Joe, it's come to this. (laughs) (laughs) It's written on his face, it's etched on his face. It's come to this. I'm in a status quo film. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was the critic. I could have been anything. <laughs> it stinks. Um, I was the lead and
1: loaded weapon too.
0: <laughs> that um, was a funny film, and now look at this.
1: So John Lovett's plays this voodoo gang lord, <laughs> mafia-style
0: organ harvester. Yeah, should we just say that it's troublingly racist all the way through?
1: Yeah, it starts with a kind of Pathé news-style black and white newsreel about Fiji land of cannibalism, native dancing, crows, a pair of explorers and pith helmets.
0: Yeah, Francis and, Rossi uh, with a large drooping moustache uh, and they both get eaten. Not the first time you see
1: pith about uh, Rick Parfit's person. It's, uh, <laughs> he pisses his trousers at one point, it looks like. That's all I'm saying.
0: But he doesn't actually do that. He's wading into water. He's a professional. Yeah, no, he's a professional. He saves that <laughs> for his after hours. I don't know, there's a the thing about Rick Parfit in this. He repeatedly referred to as being dead throughout it. It's like it's a foreshadowing it's of the, it's the metal through the banknote. It just it's the spine yeah. of the film. Well, it's a spell.
1: It's almost the invocation. He's inviting. Yeah, he's inviting know, the, the, the his Grim Reaper. He's doom. It literally every ten minutes he says, "I'm still alive. I'm not going to die in Fiji." Yeah. And there's, there's a front page. Is it the Sun
0: newspaper or? he always refers to himself as Ricky Parfitt. Ricky, yeah, little Ricky Parfitt. Little Ricky Parfitt. Told you I'd make it down your way. We should probably. Tell people who status quo are. Let's tell people so who status quo
1: If you don't know who status quo you probably haven't lived, and you've still had quite a good life.
0: I think anyone listening to this will know <laughs> status quo If we're
1: trying to whittle our audience down to one or, or less, yeah. I think a podcast about Bula quo <laughs> is a jolly uh, good way to go about it. I mean, um, this is it.
0: This is the nadir. This is the worst one we've ever done.
1: You say worst, I
0: say niche. Yeah, I say worst niche. Worst niche.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Bless you. Worst niche ever.
1: <laughs> so, John, who, for those that don't know, are status quo?
0: So that's got a rock band, Joe. Good uh, well, I'm cleared that started up. started in the 60s. <laughs> he used it was originally called The Spectres. Then it became known as Traffic Jam. Oh. Yeah. Um, and uh, then it became The Status Quo. They dropped the The. Yeah. Uh, Their first single was uh, Pictures of... Uh, Matchstick Men, yeah. which is a big hit. Psychedelic classic. Psychedelic classic. But it's a knuckle headed psychedelic classic. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, um, I feel it in my fingers, I feel it in my toes, yeah, but yeah. the Trogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had never had anything more it's psychedelic. It's five working class
1: chancers has gone. Yeah. We, we can do this psychedelic lark, and they can sort of do it. It's, a, it's, good it's a good song. They carried on
0: doing that for two albums. They did two albums worth of psychedelia, and then they just went bollocks. We're greasy spoon rockers. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they were wear like, a lot of denim. Yeah. are going to get heads down. They weren't we're the for
1: loving spoonful. They were like, um, they played in Butlins. They were the Butlins
0: house band, right? Yeah. That, that's I, the place that like, they came from. Didn't they, did, I think they met in Pontins. Pontins. And their drummer was in the TAs. What, the Territorial army? Yeah. Is? Why, is why, I, way, why is the TAs in plural? By the way, why in do I plural? know that? I, I haven't done any research. It's all in there. Bits about quote. I was never really a fan but you were f- you were You were a fan
1: I, I was a teenage fan and that the adults in my life listened to Quo
0: Put be fucking right off <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm filling in a bit of Quo I, I, I mean George, do you here. actually like the Quo
1: I don't love the Quo I have a sneaking admiration for the Quo I,
0: I think I actually these days like the Quo you, 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 you were impressed I, by I, their I, harmonies I remember, on Bullet like, Quo yeah. I like the idea of the they, they do what they do they do very well yeah. if you're going to like ACDC you've yeah. got to like the, and everyone likes ACDC it's actually illegal not to in a couple of sentences explain status quo can you do that are they indescribable <laughs> do you want me to describe yeah. w- without any preparation but, but, Okay. Well, the, the essence of the quote the essence of the quote they're a head down no nonsense boogie rock band that's can, what they are. They That's all it, they are. They can do it live. They can tear up the hit parade. If you've ever seen that formation of three men, yeah. two playing guitar, one playing bass, yeah. in a line, yeah. moving backwards and forwards like wheat in a field yeah. on stage, yeah. that status quo. They invented that. Very fleshy
1: wheat, unyielding, big denim's flesh wheat. Francis Rossi has always kept the weight off. Yeah, he has, actually. He has. But, but now he's but, lost his ponytail. You
0: know, Parfit has kept the charisma yeah. on.
1: Status quo were one of the templates for Spinal Tap, I think it's fair to say, isn't
0: it? I think it's very fair to say.
1: In the film, in Bulaquo, Rick Parfitt not only looks like a really convincing Rick Parfitt, he also looks like Michael McKean, who plays Davidson Hubbins, the blonde rock god, in Spinal Tap. It's quite alarming. He looks like uh, Davidson Hubbins today.
0: Yeah. But in a, in a, in a, in a jarring continuity era, yeah. uh, whereby apparently Rick just went off and had his hair cut and didn't tell anybody he's back in the film. Um, he also looks like um, uh, David McKean's character from A Mighty Wind Ma- well. Michael McKean. Yeah. Did I say David McKean? Yeah,
1: but he, but he actually looks like Michael McKean physically. It's, it's startling.
0: It's, it's delightful. And Francis
1: Rossi looks like that dodgy uh, uncle that your parents to tell you to not take sweets from. He's a very sinister looking man.
0: He looks like Sean Locke's less famous brother. Yeah.
1: He looks like he would fail the audition for Fagin
0: in Oliver Twist. he's he's a sort of bitter taxi driver wrenching round to talk to you about immigration Um, and you're always worried in the film that he's about to do that yeah which is why in the film when he's punching a lot of brown people (laughs) uh, there's a sort of glee there is Uh, but luckily the thing about Francis Rossi uh, I'm not saying saying Francis is racist by the way it's part of the film he didn't write it but I will say at the end he just turned up he literally just yeah. turned up.
1: In the end, but it was a Caucasian cyclone of fists. <laughs> um,
0: uh, it, it was like, like one of those Beano clouds, just with yeah, yeah, fists coming like a, out of it. And a brown...
1: <laughs> ah, oh yeah. Screaming brown uh, faces. It could have been an advert for the Brexit party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cleaning up our streets. This is uh, how I
0: solve yeah. problems.
1: They basically laid waste to Fiji. And at the very end of the film, there's a scene at the end where they're all together with their friends who are not all white. they only be black people left the backing vocalists to,
0: to be fair that's the, just the crew that's a, that's a crew shot but I think they've successfully hospitalised every proud person in Fiji that's why, that's why they weren't available for the photo shoot
1: <laughs> but there's so much more to this film than status quo and X E Sanders actor Craig Fairbrass laying siege to the um, what they perceive to be their uh, racial inferiors in Fiji possibly don't quote me on that. Uh, don't quote. It, me it on is that.
0: very telling that there's a, a shot in black and white as part news footage at the start, yeah. where um, they come out as Victor, Victorian explorers. Yeah. It has a it has that vibe. Yeah, that you know where they're going to wait? lay waste to, to, yeah, yeah. to these people. The darkest. Yeah, Instead, you know. if, but once they don't punch in the face, they're going to give syphilis to.
1: And there's a few good ones, you know, the ones that bring the trays of drinks and the ones that can sing beautiful harmonies. And they're and okay. The, and the biker girls. But those biker like, who, girls, who, oh, don't,
0: who don't get a line, but wear bras. They don't need
1: to get a line. Bula, yeah. Bula, I believe is one of the lines in the film. So who directed this film? I'm dying to know. Uh, it's, uh, well, it's Stuart St.
0: Paul. The East, Stuart St. Paul. <laughs> Stuart St. Paul.
3: Yeah, they, they, they are. That's the whole reason that I, you know, I said to them we should do something was because when I worked with them the first time back in 2005, they seriously had this kind of buddy chemistry. It's automatic. It's like you can tell they've been together for 50 years. It's just incredible. They're like the adult chuckle brothers. We actually nicknamed them that on the set because they're just like to me, to you, to me. and It's just magical. Did, it, did that allow for a lot of like improvisation on set? Well, you know, they say that, but everything was pretty much scripted. They occasionally tried to do a lot of their rhyming slang, slapped them back and said, no one's going to understand what you're talking about, let's keep it to the script. And you you even directed your daughter. What was that like? Uh, Well, it's not the first time. I think I first directed her when she was about six, maybe, in a film called uh, Mystical Christmas. Um, But yeah, now she's become a bit of a star, it's not so easy. So I did write about twelve new songs in the script, and I think at one time Rick and Francis went, "Oh no, no, we don't want anybody writing our songs." Fair enough, but they were just in there to go. It's it's spacing. It's so people understand, and I don't think they really understood. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> A letter from
1: St Paul to the status quo. Can I direct
0: this film? First letters at the Corinthian. Oh God, you you made it. Jesus Christ. That's, Crosswits
1: that's yeah
3: exactly <laughs> hello
0: is that Radio 4 I think I've just passed my audition um, yes uh, hi I'm the new Giles Brandreth. Graham Garden. we'll see you in court <laughs> but he's very litigious uh, <laughs> Stuart St Paul yes. yes so this is a film that was made in 2013 yeah. was um, it his first movie it's not his first movie it's not even like his first real name is it? uh, it's not even his first real name no I don't know what his real name is but I imagine his surname is Aikman because all of his children are called Aikman they're all in the film um Stewart's made direct. He's a stuntman, basically. He's, he's done <laughs> loads of stunts. I love that you've made
1: a stuntman in the one word. Stuntman. He's a, a stuntman. As I live and breathe stuntman. Man um,
0: he's a stuntman he did loads and he's done millions of things. He's done brilliant things as well. Yeah. He did uh, the Wild Boys video. Amazing. And that was Mulcahy, Russell Mulcahy. He didn't direct it. He's a he stunt it. supervisor. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, most of his career is stumped supervision but he has made eight films. I'm guessing
1: he's a chunkier man so Le Bon might have been the stump double. He, might, he could have stumped double for him. The rest of the drama boys are quite he's slight. He's fallen
0: into that trap of thinking that Le Bon is actually a fat bloke and he's not. You look at him slightly round around Tromic, the face maybe. but, that, but yeah, the rest of him slim as a dime I'm doing him a grit yeah a big, a big misservice yeah. anyway that so was, he's the stunt director but that, for but that was the 80s anyway so, so you don't know that Stuart St. Paul wasn't as slim as a wand in yeah. those yeah. days he could have been Taylor he could have been Rhodes you don't know uh, yeah, not, this, st- is, this is alienating everything <laughs> well I thought talking about Bullock would have done it but definitely talking about yeah. <laughs> the, stunt supervisor the stunt director the stunt director yeah <laughs> I think we've gone next level.
1: Cast your mind back, if you will, to a balmy nineteen eighty five spring morning. <laughs> MTV is in its first flush.
0: Um, Simon Le Bon is being slowly drowned. Simon LeBon under a careful watch to Stuart St. Paul. chained to a futuristic windmill.
1: <laughs> That's actually quite pressing, John. There is some underwater acting in Bullaquo.
0: There, well there is
1: um, for, for no reason that we can think of the, the two boys <laughs> pretend to be scuba divers um, take their place on a boat go scuba diving to escape from some bad guys in converse we,
0: we, um, should, we should say that the entirety of status quo in this yeah. film is basically Francis Rossi and Rick Parfit yes the, the rest of the band are in it bone uh, bone but they don't do shit all Rhino and we, we had a bit of a
1: debate I insisted that Rhino Edwards are long standing bassists yeah, was the spit of Jeff Beck and Joe Brown. It turns out, and also the spit of their original keyboard player from the sixties. Yeah, God, this is such riveting stuff for but, people. I'm getting bogged down. Um, His last body. anyway.
0: Rhino looks like uh, yeah. a, a massively tall Tom York, and Bone is the one you're or thinking. Or Bone, of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bo- Bone or Bound? Andy Bound.
1: If it's Bowie, it's not. It's Bowie Bone. There's no, real...
0: no. If it's Down, it's Bound. What? Down, you say down. You don't say...
1: Down. Down. But so, bound is counterintuitive. Bound, especially for
0: Northern Ireland. You're from no, yeah, exactly. You're from Northern Ireland. It doesn't count. But if we say... I'm everything, bound. You, everything you say is counterintuitive. Yeah, say bound this is an Englishman. Is, yeah, bound. So everything you, you, anything you think is yeah. going to be wrong, isn't it? So say... say like when I when I got on a bus when yeah. I first got here and said, I'd like to go to the... I can't even say this anymore because I've been here too long. Uh, New Talnards Road. <laughs> and he insisted that he didn't know what that was, even though he was on the Newton Ars Road.
1: You sound like the talking, the bus, the the, the, the kind of voice on yes, the I buses. Yes. Newtownards Ards
0: Road. Well, many people have pointed that
1: yeah. out to me,
2: Joe.
0: You're like yeah. the thinking woman's Matt Berry. Yeah. Many people <laughs> have pointed. pointed that out to me, yeah. So it feels like we haven't
1: described the plot of Bullerquoke, and that's because.
0: I, I don't think the film described the plot of. <laughs> so it's like a rock and roll,
1: caper, cannibalistic. Um, organ, or, uh, organ doning tropical travelogue uh, thriller with,
0: with, you know, Russian, with Russian
1: roulette, with Russian roulette thrown in, and John Lovitz as the Mister Big as the L- doctor,
0: L- L- and and golf cart chases, and you know, scuba diving, yeah. and uh, lots of product placement for Converse and Radisson Hotels. Yeah,
1: the, the, the head henchman, who's White, by the way, John Lovitz's head henchman is White. Um, he wears Converse and. Uh, St. Paul likes to flash his camera down on his converse as often as possible. Often when his converse is hitting the accelerator on a really slow golf buggy, (laughs) when he's chasing uh, St. Paul's daughter, who plays status quo's intern.
0: That's the thing. Getting back to St. Paul, he's made (laughs) eight films. And in every one of his eight films, either his son, his daughter, or his wife has appeared. Yeah. Uh, And this is no exception. in, In this one, his son is the executive producer. Uh, his daughter is the uh, female lead and his wife wrote it and is in it as the worst journalist I think I've ever seen in my life. She can't act a note. It's extraordinary. Her
1: opening gambit is, she also wrote it, didn't she, Jean Hurt? She wrote it. Gene, Jean Hurt. Seen and, we're, heard, unfortunately. We're calling
0: you out, Jean. Not only
1: can she not act her own words, her words are, but her opening gambit is, I present the news on Fiji. Can I get access to status quo? You look a lot like James Bond. And that's how yeah, we get yeah, into yeah. her character. And this is to Craig Fairbrass, who looks nothing like James Bond. He certainly sound, uh, sounds nothing like James. He James. certainly sounds nothing like James Bond. It's the broken nose and the, it's the pugilist stance and his sudden reaction. Then he's quick moving brown people. That's
0: the problem with him. He's got yeah. this sort of uh, you know laser vision. And you know,
1: St. Paul's daughter plays this fickle intern who starts off. She thinks the Quo are dinosaurs, they're boring, they're so yesterday's news. And there's this hilarious bit of exposition at the start where Craig Fairbrass sets her straight about what the Quo, the quo really are. Yeah. Dulled, they've been, they've been they've been big since the 70s. Francis, see that boy there? He's got a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. They're young gods. She doesn't seem convinced. And she comes on to see them when they're playing Caroline. And weirdly, her name is Caroline.
0: It works out very well, yeah. They're popular hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's the stuff that Ben Elton shows are made of.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. If this had been a Ben Elton um, jukebox musical, it would make a lot more sense. But the fact that it's a tax loss made by uh, status quo in 2013, which is far too late for them to be. Made. I mean, I love band films. I love films that the. I mean, that's
1: a that's a thing, isn't it?
0: Like, especially bad ones. I yeah, mean, they're the best. There's a certain charm to them and a certain gusto. Even things like like side by side 1970s glam rock. Is that the sweets or Muds? The Muds are definitely edit, yeah. Terry Thomas, yeah, Terry Thomas. I've actually Missed never it. seen that. I've got it in the other room. Well, we're don't worry about it. it. Don't worry about it. You'll you'll see. Sweet that. relief after. <laughs> um, no, it's not. It's worse. If anything, it's bad.
1: But the problem with Buller Quo is there's every scene as soon as it's gone you forgot. It's so boring. There's no energy. Francis Rossi
0: cannot act. Yeah, he but actually cannot it's, act. It's, well, you don't know that. It's like he doesn't. He's not trying to act.
1: There's a scene at the end of a blooper reel where off-camera he goes BOLLOCKS! And it's, it's got more energy and, and passion than his entire fucking performance in the entire hour and a half.
4: It's enjoyable and it's out of our comfort zone. And you know, I look at the camera and he says do this, do that and he goes yes, good. Oh, I did good. And it's like when I was younger with my parents went at school. I did good
3: interesting because you're obviously used to performing obviously on stage and obviously then performing on screen is, is a completely different experience isn't it?
4: Well initially but as I said once we got over the first scene and the director said yes and then everybody else was kind of helping us out and they're all experienced actors but it must have done something to us because we would like to try and do it better. We could develop it a little more because it was for a PG you know across the board and I think some mild expletives might have been more natural and <laughs> and maybe a tad of blood here or there, because people seem to die with no blood and no marks. But it's that British humour. It's, um, as I said, we would perhaps like to try and do more.
0: Have they seen us? Oh, I think they've seen us. They can't have gone that far. They're ancient. Oh. You don't Rick Parfit. That is a different animal. Rick Parfit is my hero. It's a totally different kettle of polish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, he's fucking brilliant. I love Rick Parfitt. He's, he's got, got great this, in this.
1: He's got the kind of cut hair that old men shouldn't have—just cut to your shoulders, yeah, yeah, blonde, yeah, yeah. rhinestone jacket. With the, what's the saying it? Aging hipster or
0: Hauptmann rocker? Rocker, not hipster. No, Hauptmann. He, he's basically calling himself Captain Rocker <laughs> in German. Oh my god! I don't know what the rhinestones on his back say, but he's got rhinestones on his back. He's got rhinestones he's on his wearing, back. He's wearing he's wearing a tiger tooth necklace at one yeah, point. Yeah, of, of course
1: he is. Um, rhinestones on his back and the Ryan language on his front. Beautiful, and, beautiful and his
0: move. Willingness to engage in actually doing it. And he thing. looks
1: magnificent. Yeah. And it, maybe it's because Francis Rossi is like a, a lump of meat, a very skinny. You wouldn't get. much.
0: It's gristle, slim pickings. And he looks. He looks like a pepperoni you've dropped
1: yeah. on a barbecue. He's basically not going to be good for the uh, the pot of of the cannibals in Fiji. are going to. That's like a, yeah. It's a pepperoni, bits of pubes on it. If you were making soup,
0: right, he'd yeah. be okay.
1: He's a soup He's <laughs> a gristle soup yeah. boy. There's was... some good eating on parrots. Lovely parfaits. blonde crackling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely yeah. blonde crackling on parrots. we to witness a murder. If we don't look me. Francis!
3: Rick! How were you, you approached about the project? Well, uh,
4: I don't know whether you remember, but, uh, oh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years ago we did Coronation Street, however long ago it was and the stunt coordinator from Coronation Street said, I'd like to do a movie with you, and we said, yeah, yeah, of course you would. So we got one script through, it was going to be shot in Bangkok, we didn't like it, turning films down now, you know. And then this this one came through, and we had a giggle, and we heard it was going to be shot in Fiji, so the whole thing made sense. So
3: you you've got to capture the energy as well I mean the, the particular song that really kind of uh, that I remember at the end it's just got a great energy and everybody's it's just happy isn't it Well it
4: is and everybody's written very well for this album Francis Rhino Andrew uh, everybody's written really well for it I think we saw it as a, as a challenge you know let's write for a movie rather than writing for quo and uh, I think it's turned out it, it's a very a bit diverse this album. And uh, it's really good. How much of of it we can do on stage, I don't know. Certainly, go, go, go. Who are these guys?
3: These guys are real gangsters. Rocking all over Fiji, king 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 all over Fiji. All over
1: Fiji. There's yeah. a wonderful scene. Perfect rising out <laughs> out of the ocean more than once in a C three shirt and his nipples
0: glistening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And you're thinking. There's a lot of good, Some good eating. Them. Yeah, a good
0: seventy-year-old eating there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, are you a breast no, man or a buttock man? He
0: is the hero of this film.
1: He's amazing. I think it's maybe just next to Francis Rossi, even St. Paul's wife. <laughs> Look, what's her name? Jean, Jean, Jean Hurd. Jean Hurd. Why have
0: all St. Paul's family got
1: different names? By the way, kids have different names again.
0: Well, no, it's, it's still it's called Laura Aikman. It's, it's right. sounds called something like Leon Aikman. Um, so his real name is Aikman. No, he's not. It. He's not actually called. Stuart St. Paul. No one why, is. Why would you call give yourself that name? Because he was a fucking stuntman in the 80s doing Duran Duran videos. It's the name of like That's someone... That's what
1: I call myself. If there's somebody would want to open a cat theatre, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuart St. Paul. <laughs> as I live in Bridge.
0: Stuart St. Paul's Cat. It's a it's a magician name. Yeah. I don't think he's ever went to a film class. I don't think he's had to. He's been on set so long. He's, 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 he's absorbed pe- it. Look, if you watch this film, yeah. as long as there's no dialogue on it, it's a great film. You turn the you turn you turn you turn the sound down, you've got a beautiful travelogue and if going screens, through Fiji. And if you imagine
1: Judith Chambers in the middle of that, you've got yourself. A yeah. You've you got a half hour of wonder. Programme.
0: But I mean well you've got a you've got a beautiful beautiful challenge you've got a beautiful vista of Fiji and then punching a lot of brown people in the face but you know yeah and then the core there it's beautifully filmed not that it has anything to do with the director by the the way I just found that out breathtaking Uh, it's it's not bad touches of Jack Cardiff there there
1: is a a fantastic (laughs)
0: shot where they're doing a a helicopter
1: overshot of people
2: like what
0: are you talking about the cinematography Uh, of No, no, because they're they're going out into a bay but the bay loops around the the two little jet skis that go off just fading out of camera and going out again but they don't they don't change the, the the camera in any way at all. So you, so they actually go out of shot for about two or three seconds before going <laughs> back in again. But they go, that's fine, that's fine. Keep that in. it should be good. And you got the whole it, helicopter for ten minutes, so it's fine. But you know, that's the genius of Saint Paul. Yeah, he, he keeps rolling well, because uh. <laughs> he knows that you know they're there. Yeah. it's like um, it's like it's like that Marilyn Monroe movie where she says, "Everybody knows I've got the top of my head. You can go in close." Yeah. Because before that, nobody did. they just keep the whole head in. But you're going, you going close. And that's what he's doing with the coastland. There, there. You know that bloke in the Converse trainers is, is on a jet ski. What's K- the to Cahiers
1: cinema? What the fuck, man? That's a Bula...
0: Well, you know.
1: So you've just compared the kind of first time cinema discovered the close-up yeah. to Bula Quo, To Bula Quo, To the close-up of Rick Parfitt's wrinkly millionaires rock guitarist face.
0: No, I'm talking about Converse on the back of his jet ski listing lazily out of shot. Yeah. And then coming back in again. And then coming back in again. In, <laughs> hot, in incredibly limp, and lukewarm
1: pursuit. But it invites you to consider what's going on outside the frame, which is quite groundbreaking. It's, well, yeah. It, well, it's not that
0: groundbreaking.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't think he, he was invited I anything. think
0: Niagara happened yeah. a long time ago. But still, um, it's, uh, it's it's an interesting approach from St. Paul.
2: <laughs>
1: it really sounds
0: definitely It's a series of
1: kind of wispy, anemic scenes where the two members of quo indecipherably mumble at each other. In fact, we started <laughs> to we started to understand what was going on a lot more when we turned on the subtitles halfway through.
0: That's the only way yeah. I was able to actually understand. We can actually it,
1: brag yeah. that we watched the film with subtitles
0: tonight. See, now it sounds like even more de kind of cinema, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it just <laughs> watched uh, a subtitle film with you know a, a, M- a moody director. Yeah. T- taking, taking shots and moving them around and dealing with your narrative perspective and your views. <laughs> but it was Buller Quo, starring yeah. status quo, 2013. Yeah, yeah. Which them, shouldn't happen!
1: And one of them can't act, and the other one... Has a good go in it. Good old relic and go it, but prefigured his own death by talking about himself dying in the third person yeah, so yeah. often. It's it it, it literally up.
0: four or five times in the film they talk yeah. about Rick Parfitt's death and he was dead within three years.
1: The irony about that is he's never been more alive in this film, whereas Francis Rossi is a barely animated corpse. Yeah,
0: he's is. a dead man walking in there. The reason Parfit's got a role, and the reason Parfit's doing stuff in this film, is because Parfit's doing it. He also looks like a rock star. He
1: looks like an ageing rock yeah. star. Francis Rossi looks like a retired plumber. but His wife kicked him out because of the
0: betting, the bedding and the booze. She's turned the wanes against me.
1: He looks like a 40-a-day
0: mean-spirited rasper. You can actually smell his bad breath free. Yeah. It's incredible. But Parfait
1: exudes some kind of braggadocio rock pump, doesn't he? You is know it? what
0: it is? It's because he's shorter. That's what it is. So he's in frame. He's compact. Majestic. Yeah. Beefy and majestic. He's sort of swaggering through. He's got meat and heft. Whereas... Those are words that... The other one yeah, is yeah, not, yeah, he's yeah. not doing anything.
1: Well, of course, meat and heft are two of the things that the core would have known about each other. He's <laughs> <laughs> very familiar with. There are many, many stories about status quos on the road antics. Back in the day, hisnad Obviously, tragically, Rick Parfit is no longer... Um, well, he's polishing that big knob in the sky now, isn't he? I suppose. <laughs> they, they famously or infamously used to go after a gig back to a hotel room, watch a bunch of porn together, and, you know, um, share communal... On a communal, projector. On Which a projector, yes. They got they got, the, they got the projector, right? They got the real, the real reel on, watching, I guess, some 70s German choice stuff. Um involving broken down kitchen appliances and they all had a what they called a polish together mm. and that's how they relaxed
0: after a show that's uh, it's, it's quite a bonding moment
1: yeah yeah
0: I mean I wouldn't enjoy that so no I mean, it's not something it's, like, not,
1: it's not for me I don't know if it, the band that wanks together um, stanks well, together
0: Joe, you were telling a story about this earlier I, I wonder if you care to repeat it
1: well I mean I don't know whether it was, I was a kind of a fearful nervous boy you know a shame they're confused about my sexuality But I think um, you still are aren't you in many ways John yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. little boy is still inside screaming together they're begging <laughs> to stay in actually
0: please keep him in there
1: so I remember reading about the cool doing this and having communal polishes uh, as they're known. and I, I remember going around my friend's house and he had his house uh, next door neighbour around they were both watching a porn I was about 13, 14 at age you, you don't want to be the one to admit Oh, this is horrific. Being poor used to traumatise me. But you, naturally enough, you go along going, Whoa, et cetera, et cetera. And then they casually started wanking and then invited me to join them. And then I remembered that my mum needed me home for dinner. So this happened in two or three different occasions for me, say over the years, or over those years specifically. And then I got to thinking, is it me? Is there something wrong with me? No. But then I checked with you and you, said, and you confirmed, no, that's a perfectly normal response
0: to communal wanking. Now, this is what troubles me though. I mean, it ha- if it happens once... Shame on. Yeah. That <laughs> happened two or three other times. Oh no, how did I end up in this situation well, with the wanking men? This reporter made his excuses and left. Yeah. Uh, not the first time. I, I have to say. I have friends who I've were quite never biopic. Been, I've, I've never been invited to the rural wankathon
1: I had developed. I had slightly developed teenage friends. What can I tell? Young teenage friends. You had
0: slightly developed
1: teenage Well, they were, they were, possibly, they were possibly more advanced than me in terms of puberty. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hang around to find out what the outcome was, what the sticky outcome of that whole sorry business would be. I mean, and they were doing it in their, his mother's living room. She was in the kitchen. So this is another dimension that kind of, there was the element of risk to all of this what, as well. So
0: she could come in any time? I
1: was named her, I'm not going to name her, but D- she could have, name her. She could have burst out at any time. And maybe that was part of the, 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 the appeal.
0: It's just like the story where you, you know, they wake up and after a wank and there's a cup of tea next to it. Oh, and- that, that's
1: apocryphal. Yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So I mean, I don't know. Wait, I... you don't wake up
2: after.
0: Yeah. A break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a!
2: you know, not yeah. is... like
1: proper doctorites. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about the thing about, I I think some people are into sharing that moment. Other people are quite private about it, right. and that, that's entirely your business, you know. Um,
0: it's entirely your business.
1: But, but you well, know what? what you do is entirely a matter for you with friends. What you do is not entirely matter for you. I didn't do anything, John. That's the point. Um, no further question Case dismissed
2: that's that's my gavel <laughs> that's my, that is was it's my gavel nothing else uh, yeah
1: it's gavel.
0: one word for it
1: i've often thought subsequently about the status quo um did they masturbate in syncopation to their riffs well you can imagine them lining up in the three <laughs> yeah, the and classic back three. and forth yeah the classic yeah. three
0: yeah. that's quite a long <laughs> outro wait it's a very long outro some occasions require
1: a shorter spurt of
0: little, little Alan Lancaster going first <laughs> I've got this gun <laughs> oh <laughs> so,
1: so <laughs> syncopated wanking to 12 bar boogie rhythms But uh, um, that's how some people relax so, boom, oh my boom, god boom.
0: that is the rhythm method isn't it that's
1: what
0: that is
1: easy you're turning us into rock and roll. Twelve uh, bar yeah. spews. You're, t- you're making this wank a little punky. Dun, 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 slow. So we moved
0: know. into sort of wanking guys. And it's an listen, undignified stuff. I'll, I can cut this bit out. No, keep uh, this a goal. goal. This is the goal. This is the only Sat. thing. That, Tragically, yeah. This, this is, this is, the, is goal. the only thing anyone would be interested in.
1: Luckily, uh, in Bullocko, the Quo, the crew were too old and passed all out. Their drug, their hell reason days are over. They were simply too clean Although, living.
0: Actually, at the start, there was a sort of.
1: He keeps touching his nose, yeah, doesn't he? In of, a reference of, to
0: their sort of every time they go to the toilet yeah. together. Is that,
1: is that an in joke?
0: I thought that was. I thought that was.
1: If that's an in joke, that's the only sophisticated thing that's happening in that film. Uh,
0: that's not that sophisticated. It's not even that sophisticated. That's but, not
1: Cole Porter. But there's that's more than one level. There's, there's not even one level in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: well, you say that there's one level, and it's this thing's happening. This thing's happening. This John Lovitz is here. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, this thing's happening. This, yeah. thing's, happening, this yeah. thing's happening. The mm-hmm. end. And then punching like, black people in the face <laughs> no,
1: the, the, the rising finale yeah. I can't believe I'm kind of cleave to some idea of the story in the film the quo after a gig see something happening in a car park and being the quo their noses get, the, get them into trouble they're
0: quite the Scooby gang yeah indeed they it. are
1: so these two old men climb up onto the roof of a shed and witness a covert Russian roulette game yeah evening of Russian roulette uh, evening of Russian roulette run by John Lovitz and there's a bit where he goes that's that there Russian roulette because we saw it in the subtitles. <laughs> That's that
0: there Russian roulette. Rick goes, "We're about to witness a murder," and then Francis goes, "Not if we don't look at it." I mean, it's good dialogue. Um, I mean, it, you can't, you can't, you can't knock it.
1: Maybe you want to remind us of our favourite piece of dialogue. Well, I don't know what that is? Do you remember do you tense pivotal doll scene? I don't remember that. The John yet. Lovett's doll scene. Oh, oh yeah <laughs> how could you
0: forget I, I, he, well, I don't understand it that's why it's baffling but it's a bit right. John Lovitz is, 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 is in a room he's the evil crime lord with, uh, cr- with the quote and he goes over and he picks up a doll with a clock with a to clock it? and a bottle of water strapped to it covered in wires like lords water holy and, water or something uh, he goes ooh they wouldn't let me take this on a plane or something <laughs> And he went, that's because you're a man with a doll. No, no.
1: It's, no, no. The first line is, Francis goes, because it's a doll? Because it's...
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. well, but he doesn't say it like that. He says, because it's a doll. Yeah, it was it's meant like for... there was no question. Yeah. It's like, because it's a doll, because it, it's a... He's playing it for yeah, a laugh. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah.
1: Unbelievably. It doesn't even make sense. Well, what's the next line? And then uh, Rick counters with, because
0: you're a man yeah. with a doll? Yeah.
1: And again, that's not the reason why he wouldn't be allowed to
0: play with it. And then, love its leaves, and they go... It's a blow-up doll! And then they run for the exit.
1: You've actually forgotten Lovitz's response, though, which is even... It's layer upon layer, John.
0: Well, I I really wish you hadn't asked me (laughs) to remember this, then.
1: John, I thought you were with me on this. I I thought we had this. No, we didn't. didn't I I was
0: only remembering it I can't believe you've
1: misremembered Bullet Quo. Have you seen it twice? Has it come to this? So anyway, he threatens him with a doll with a clock and some water strapped to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, Do you know why I couldn't get on playing with this? And Francis Rossi goes, It's a doll. Uh Uh-uh. Rick goes, You're a man with a doll. Changing the, the subject, You're a man with a doll. And Lovitz goes, No, because it's got liquid on it. So I thought the answer would be it's a bomb, but no, it's because it has liquid on it and you can't bring liquid on the plane. That's right, yeah. So it's a very rational. I, I don't understand what that scene means. And then afterwards, the blow up doll gag.
0: It's a blow up doll. Which I really didn't think you'd go back and recap the entire interview. I actually
1: can't believe I remembered that verbatim. Yeah. No. Some things just stick with me for that's, the wrong reasons. That's worrying. That was in the realm of the indecipherable. I had no fucking idea what they were trying to do there. Is it because it's a doll? No, that's not even a thing. Is it because it's a, you're a man with a doll? Which isn't answer answering the question. I suppose it's got liquid on it. But it is, in fact, a bomb. But I'm glad we cleared that <laughs> Craig Fairbrass. Have we said that? <laughs> Moving on. Craig on Fairbrass. My on my next key card. Craig Fairbrass.
0: In no way related to um, the... Uh... Fairbrass brothers from uh, Right right Fred. friend.
1: And in fact, I think he'd be quite I, happy to be disassociated.
0: He's d- I think he's double vaxxed. Um, I don't know that, but I think so. Doubly deeply dippy? He's double doubly deeply dippy.
1: You know, it's it's it's, it's like the Beatles, the monkeys,
0: it's a, it's a it's a feel good it's just a nice little film. You know, they're, 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 you know, them, them rascally pop stars running around Fiji causing havoc.
4: But um Seriously. Funny, I'm usually punching someone or running I do a little bit of that in this, but we
0: keep it sort of tongue in cheek, you know. It's
3: nice to see them doing something different after all these years of being performers on stage.
0: Yeah, it is. And you know what, the funny thing is, they're both very, very, very good at what they do, especially in this. I was like, Jesus, they could be actors. <laughs> oh, come on, get up. So, this is your actual job. A hundred years of rescuing these two. This is going to be such a great
4: shot for the video. As long as that's the only thing they're shooting
1: at. Uh, Craig Fairbrass, of course, shot the fame as Dino on Tucker's Luck. Um, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Well, He's only he, eight years old. Well, older well than he me. was in it. He was in it.
0: He's only eight years older than me.
1: Yes, he needs his Sean Luck, tragically. Yeah. Not for Craig Fairbrass, obviously.
0: If if, if only... I mean... I mean, I'm mean, i not saying saying the wrong one died. But but I am sort of saying that.
1: Craig Fairbrass is one of those actors that were quite popular in the 90s. Lumpy, plain-speaking cockneys who, you know, suspect might get a bit handy with the misses. I
0: feel like he's done a good horror film. I feel like he's done a lot of really bad horror films.
1: I was looking at his filmography, if that is the uh People say. People say that's, about that's certainly
0: about, not the sort of thing I'd say. So yeah. the horror
1: films that he might have been in, uh London London Heist. Sorry, can I just say if ever there was a film for Craig Fairbrass, it's London
0: Heist. <laughs> London Heist. London Heist. <laughs> London Heist. <laughs> <laughs> this is the joy of Craig Fairbrot you can't parody the joy of Fairbrass? yeah the joy of Fairbrass. <laughs> you can't parody him he's already parodying himself too late too late London heist
1: I'm trying to think what is his um, he's also in a film he's with- also
0: a film called Chiswick Lockup is he? no I just made that up but, you know you oh. can expect that to be a thing
1: the horror film he might be in is Bula Kuo. no no there's a film he made called The Devil's Playground might that be it
0: oh yeah that is it I hear that's alright I don't know I've not seen
1: it Craig Ferbrus leads this film he's the leading man he's the leading man no tell a like Danny Dyer no Danny, Dyer's in it. Danny Dyer's in it it must be
0: it. good then the King of England's in it
2: my name is Cole.
1: In being part of this world I hope create I'll die with it
4: Whether she's immune or not, she's coming with me. You better stay out of my fucking way. Just don't want to go with you or I'm not going to tell you again. I can tell you ain't got it in your joke. I can see it in your eyes. You done good, Joe. She's going to turn into one of those fucking things.
1: So Fairbrass is their muscular, slightly scary
0: manager, a and, slash PR and, man. And biggest fan.
1: And he, he hears everything about them. Uh, things he doesn't know about status quo, you could write on the back of Francis Rossi's ball spot. <laughs> Which is quite ample, actually. Yeah, you could that that. I'm saying he doesn't know that much about status quo. i was
0: surprised that he let those overhead shots go in the scuba diving scenes. He's got a sort of thing going on. He's got like a yeah. fin of stuff. He's famous for his stringy
1: ponytail that he's kept, he maintained for 40, 50 years. And then suddenly in bullet quo, the ponytail's gone. And I realised the ponytail was the thing that made him look vaguely like he was a musician.
0: Yeah, no, he looks like a bloke who's a real hard ass in the job centre.
1: Yeah, or or like, a guy who gets gone you, for nonsense. Giving you
0: endless shit. A guy
1: gets accused of being a nonce in the community and driven out of his home. That's the same guy. <laughs> That's the same guy. Whether he's innocent or not, he just has that whiff of yeah. the night about him. No, it's, it's
0: not even the whiff of the night, whiff of the fucking t- teeth, gingivitis. Whiff <laughs> of the gingivitis? <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> got bad Mostly. fucking teeth coming at you. Big yellow fat. He
1: does, he has those kind of old man bad teeth. You know, and the grey
0: skin. And the
1: emaciated face. It's,
0: it's like, you know, you can't believe Lust lust for Life, Rick Parfit was the first one to go. Maybe that's it, pink, maybe that's why. He, pink and yellow. Like like Miss Piggy <laughs>
1: fucking purple, and in the shirts I'm wearing purple and orange and red as well oh um, I
0: fucking love Rick Parfitt
1: the more I and talk about bullet code the more I realise I think Rick Parfitt's a fucking god yeah uh, he's genius I have a lot love of
0: and the more his deviated septum should be bronzed yeah yeah
1: he looks like he's a lot of fun whereas Rossi would be in the corner going
0: yeah having another line are you yeah. Finished? I finished my polish ages ago no pain for that <laughs> who paid for that money who who paid for that DVA
1: sip he's the kind of guy who reminds his trophy wife where she gets her money from every day yeah every day every fucking day
0: can I go out and do some shopping well well can you I don't know maybe I'll allow it you don't want to be burning bridges with me we don't know that he might be a lovely bloke yeah burning
1: bridges is a status quo song which you don't
0: know I just realised I I, I was expecting peals of laughter I didn't get that pun don't burn your bridges with All them. Right, right, don't come the tough stuff. You're oh, okay. not in the army now, Joe.
1: Oh, bam! Ugh. And of course, in the film, there is some theme-specific songs used at certain pivotal moments, like the bit where they're... <laughs> Could you name a pivotal moment? In, in one sense, the, the entire film is a pivotal moment. Yeah, yeah, Waiting yeah. for it to end. The, you know? the
0: pivoting was, was mainly us leaving the room. I, I couldn't wait to pivot. Yeah. Out of that.
1: Um, oh my God, I've never pivoted so hard. But whenever the coal get wet, and might I add,
0: Rick Parfit's Rick not... Could you never say <laughs> that again?
2: <laughs>
0: they get wet quite a lot. Whenever the quail <laughs> get wet. Rick Parfit does they're
1: not...
2: They're like up.
0: gremlins. Don't get them
2: wet.
1: Don't feed them after dark. Seriously, he doesn't look right with water on him. He looks good. Dry. He's a dry. He's, he's naturally a naturally dry man. He's a naturally dry man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whenever they get wet, they play the song "Rain Tenuous." I'll grant you. At the start of the film by. I wonder if they're going to play "Living on an Island." You went. Yes, they bloody did because they're on an island. They um, do play
0: that. Although it's about cocaine and not actually being on an island, as we discovered. Yeah, but it's a very flexible. You know, it's yeah, a, it can be. In this little... film, it's about being on. A... By the way, yeah. he has very short hair. When he's playing that song. Oh yeah, so uh, there's two status quos on Because the they don't give island. a fig for continuity in this No, place. no,
1: and I, I, if you didn't know what was going on, you would think there's two status quos yeah. on the
0: And one of them time travelled from the future. That's literally how it plays out. As if there's some stuff with them scrambling up the beach, looking fat and... and, and, and yeah. Mighty wind, basically. Yeah, and looking like a mighty wind. With short hair. And a side... Perfect. A side parting. Right, perfect. And yes, slightly yeah. coppery hair. It's just... He looks
1: to a middle-ranking civil servant with a yeah. guitar. But who's doing On the, the staff,
0: dude Well, who, who plays in a ukulele band at the pub at the weekend yeah. for fun. Oh, yes. And I'd forgotten the other thing. Craig Fairbrass
1: is always trying to keep those crazy cool guys out of trouble. But as soon as he turns his back, there they are with ukuleles causing oh, a scene. Oh, man. And it's literally everywhere they go, they can't help but produce music. Music just comes out of them. And... You know, brown people gather round together. Well, to be their...
0: fair to the status quo, that's what they do. They do produce music. I mean, Joe, you can mock them all yeah. you want, but I mean, they've had more number one hits than you have. This I is... don't, I don't know they've had any number one hits, but they've had hits. So they might not have had more number one hits than me. Well, I don't know. I might need to look that up. If... Would you just play the, the Cliff Richards defense?
1: Cliff Richard will reel off how many hits he's had and exactly where they came, what date they were released. Cliff Richard knows. The chart position and the date of every single one of his singles. Well,
0: I'm very, quite st- I'm very much like Cliff Richard. No stain on my character. But he sees the ones that didn't come. Come chart- to Sunningdale. Look in my house. You've got nothing, BBC. Is that where he lives?
1: Yeah. Sunningdale, the place of the ill-fated agreements. Well, I'm just writing
0: about that now, yeah.
1: The Power yeah, yeah, Agreement. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the only reason I know So Cliff this. Richard
1: is partly responsible for the collapse of Northern Ireland Power sharing. Exactly so. exactly, He keeps that
0: quiet imagine uh, that though imagine that was 1973 and so the entirety of my life they could have been like was this property wired for sound by the security services
2: <laughs> well, if that's just, all I've got well, if sorry. you're
0: just gonna do fatuous jokes about Cliff Richard songs which I can't think of any other, <laughs> um... it's a so funny when not <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whenever Queen really, really had the quote bring it back to them. Mm. I think John Lovett's comments, another one bites the dust when another black man gets bumped off, and Rick Parfitt goes, "Oi, this is status quo we're talking about here, not Queen."
0: I didn't notice that joke. Is
1: Leave that- it, that was status quo. Is that
2: true?
1: And then there's another bit where Francis Rossi, <laughs> nutty, Francis Rossi, mind you, is mistaken for Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like old man
0: step two getting mixed up with Vernon Kay. It's, it's like the bit where uh, it, it, uh, confessions of a pop star. Where uh, no, it's not like that at all. Oh Rob拉斯 what have been pop star. Yeah, 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 Fair enough. No, it's yeah. like it's like going outside and mistaking your bin man <laughs> for Mick Jagger, young Mick Alar. Jagger, Mick Jagger now who could be a bin man?
1: Still has the hips. Francis <laughs> Rossi does not have the hips of Mick Jagger. He walks like a Francis Rossi robot.
0: Francis Rossi's nickname is Frame why is because that because he's always kept the weight off I thought it because he was good at snooker no it's because he's kept the weight off Frame don't fucking start on me because of his nickname I don't know how he got it but uh, well, that's uh, uh, the
1: case almost Parfit's polish spit and polish Ricky that's self-styled it. that's it <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that for decades Ricky and Frame Rick Parfit wanted
0: everyone to call him
1: Ricky yeah. so he kept calling it's himself never
0: happened. nobody called him Ricky so in the, even in the film oh no I hope Ricky Parfit doesn't cop it on Fiji. <laughs> We're not buying it. No one's doing it, mate. Come on. <laughs> I hope every time I refer to myself in the third person as Ricky, it's going to catch it. It's not going to happen, mate. Don't leave it alone. Literally died three years after he made this film. He looks in good fettle.
1: He looks well fed. We can go
0: anytime.
1: He looks well fed. He looks like uh, he dines regularly in a medieval hall of Mike's greasy hands on a wolf find.
0: Well, when you say it like that, <laughs> yeah. he's going to I'm surprised he lasted yeah, that yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, would, I would say this. I yes. look, I looked up a couple of things that Stuart St. Paul was the <laughs> stunt. No, don't laugh at Stuart St. Paul. name. i just call
1: him St. Paul. I prefer St. Paul. We'll just going St. Paul. It gives
0: him a more ecclesiastical, kind of, you know, spiritual okay. tone. Stu- uh, St. Paul. <laughs> was, <laughs> Better. St. Paul was the uh, stunt coordinator on Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> that's a real question of Catholicism and bad comedy imagine, and stay lucky with the Dennis Fran- <laughs> the Dennis Waterman Jan Francis I don't remember dramedy. that one Dramedy Farago did he sing the theme tune for that one well I don't think St Paul did no Waterman <laughs> definitely did
1: is there a series he hasn't sang the theme tune on the Sweeney notwithstanding
0: Uh I'm probably sure there's lots On the Up was that him On the Up he did On yeah. the Up Oh, that, no, no, because he didn't sing it. And I remember who... Oh, hang on. I think Bobby G sang it. But, this one was unavailable? But, what? <laughs> but I might be thinking of that one that's about card playing, which has got strike it lucky. Ray, Ray Brooks in it. Yeah, Strike It Lucky. Did Bobby G sing that
2: one?
0: Maybe. Ray Brooks didn't sing it, that's for sure. Uh, no, Ray Brooks wouldn't sing. He's he's both seven man. He wouldn't do that. He, he wouldn't spoil his... He just didn't do melody. It wasn't his thing. He's just doing this Mister Ben thing all the way down here. Yeah. Anytime I
1: think of Ray Brooks, I think of that my yeah. first memory of racist acting. He plays the Spanish waiter. Your first, he,
0: your first memory of racist well, acting. Well, first of all,
1: seeing someone brown up for it as a foreigner was Ray Brooks in Carry On Abroad. Do you remember that?
0: Now he's not browned
1: up. He's definitely got a bit it's of talent on why,
0: him. why have you got had a... You're not having to go at Peter Butterworth or Hattie Jakes. They're all right. But no, Ray reme- Brooks.
1: He's just more, I just remember him more because he was a bit of a Lothario and June Whitfield had the, the hot... Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, I remember a horny it. waiter.
0: Yeah, I remember it very well. Very he's Spanish. He's not... Oh, they're all... Yeah, blacked it's a racist fire. It's xenophobic at best. Don't get me started. On one of our dinosaurs is missing. That's and, what I'm saying. You could say... That it, they come out very well compared to the fucking English people <laughs> hey, are there. They're the sympathetic characters. Let's, let's have a look at who actually is in there, right? They go. To, they they get pissed. They go to prison. There's a flood, they all take drugs, yeah. and they all start fucking each other.
1: I can't you're building a defence
0: for the... <laughs> for Carry On Abroad, <laughs> in hell, set in hell's bells.
2: <laughs>
0: Our
1: honourable partner in the chamber has been constructing a defence. I, like,
0: think, I think the English come out very badly. They do,
1: but the Carry On films kind of mean spirited about the English, the subjects of which they, yeah, know, the films are they about.
0: Yeah, they are, whereas the, the, the Spanish actually come off hard-working... Yeah, but they're not. ...and <laughs> dealing with crises. The only thing you could say about that is they they, they imply this shoddy labour in their masonry.
1: I'm sorry, they're slightly xenophobic presentations. Pleasings if you wills, that sort
0: of thing. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Well, this is not the response I was expecting at all, John. I mean, it's hilarious how inept it is. Oh, it's appalling. Ple- Pleasings, if yeah. you will. In the
1: midst of the construction of Bullockrow, suddenly you spy for the defence of fucking uh, Carry
0: On Abroad. Well, this is the free-wheeling approach we've taken, John. That's what you're going to get. Come at me with, like, suddenly <laughs> talking about Carry On Abroad. You best be armed. you are going to get a spirited defence of Hattie Jakes. If anyone says anything bad about Hattie Jakes, I'm going to come at them. Well, anyway, that's bullet quote. So bullet quote ends with a lot of uh, bashing up
1: of indigenous Fijians, white on brown violence, white on brown violence. A bit of a sing along, and then Quo managed to get out. And there's a headline in the song, "Status Quo it, uh, Leave Fiji." Or something that
0: like. they It's the Fiji song.
1: Oh yeah, and the woman who runs the news channel, who's also the news presenter. She's like a white Moore Stewart. Who also is married to the director in real life. And and
2: wrote, and wrote, and wrote I wrote.
1: the, the script. She has a pepper. She goes. Rick Parfit has been found again, and Francis Rossi has been seen at the airport too. That's like no news report I have ever heard in my fucking life. Even if it was Mick Jagger or Paul
0: McCartney, you would say, Musician Paul McCartney. Yeah. The singer yeah. Mick Jagger, or rock star Mick Jagger, or rock musician. Musician Mick Jagger. Which leads me to believe, maybe you're right. Maybe- I'm wondering when John Lennon got shot. Like if, they, if they went, John Lennon got shot. Yeah. In other news, John Lennon's been shot. Jesus, very well, informal news. Former member of the Beatles, John Lennon. Yeah, you know. Oh, we haven't talked about the
1: love interest. Not even worth talking about. But at the end, this asinine American who's been in maybe four scenes. Yeah, meant to be love interest for the intern. But well, if you
0: consider the guy on the who's a DJ guy on the beach, as we never seen uh, as a, an unformed beta story that might have been involved in this Yeah, he had promise yeah he had promise you've you got expect? this American guy who's a, a journalist who's, who's the cameraman but he only ever uses a phone and he's based on the, the
1: island and the, and the TV woman looks down on him because he yeah, reads for yeah, yeah. newspapers that's a long standing problem with journalism
0: because he's approximately the same age as the blonde girl who give or take 15 years who is St, who St. <laughs> Paul's daughter Yeah, um, who's the main lady um, St Paul's daughter St Paul's daughter, St. Paul's daughter. They have about three or four scenes where they yeah. basically fall on each other or yeah. insult each other. It's like it's not Maddie and David, is it? No, no, it's no, not no, Moonlight. No. And at the end, there is a sort of sequence where you, <laughs> they, re- they actually have to put back every scene they've made This each is actually other. genius. So you can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, they had some sort of weird relationship the whole way through, and then Francis Rossi just grabs her and yeah. takes her onto a plane.
1: But it's sort of framed as he runs the airport, yeah. stop her to tell her she sees him, and then she casts her mind back to the moment she's met him and then decides nah I only met you four times I quite
0: quite like it it's a subversion of Casablanca that's what you've got there Joe a subversion of Casablanca
1: This St Paul has got more tricks
0: up his sleeve than I realised he really knows what he's doing I think she does alright I think she's she's an actor sort of she's good and I think she gets lots of work so I think she's, she's slumming it with daddy's projects
1: there's a bit where she goes towards the end hey I think I'm starting
0: to like these guys that was a pretty good bit of acting yeah she's good a toast Joe Laura Aikman, Bullaquo, Rick Parfit, Rick Parfitt. may he never wither, uh, he will, uh, John Lovitz, what the hell will you think, it stinks, I mean, I mean. it stinks, yeah. he, 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 he's a man who exudes sadness, and, and, a, shambling a, and, and, a, and, and a full and the nappy, he has the gait of a man who's just yeah. pooed himself and doesn't care anymore,
1: put some singer in the script where they, they give him a bit of backstory and they give it up, so he says things like, organs yeah, I harvested, and my grandfather played an organ, Organ's running our family! See what she's trying to do with the crayon in her fist? <laughs> the other one he did, he gets shot in the ass and he goes, Nobody shoots me in the ass! Having just been shot in the ass. I think it's butt. Yes, that's right, it's a family show.
0: Yeah. Keep it clean, Joe. Keep it clean, Jesus. And then there's
1: another scene where a bunch of young people run out of a hostel, followed by Rick and Francis adjusting their shirts, going, well, we'll never fit in here now. <laughs> so, in summation, is there any way to wrap this up? Have we got to the essence of Bula Kuo?
0: I don't know if we have, really, Paul. I'm not sure the film did.
1: That's it. This is a fitting, uh, this is a fitting discourse
0: on uh, it. The item. joy of it was... The joy of Bula uh, I liked it more the second time I saw it. Put that in the posters. I liked it, it more with subtitles. Um, the subtitles were like
1: the scales falling from my eyes.
0: It's, yeah, suddenly it's a film. Suddenly people are talking. I watched it the first time. I have no idea what's going on. Because everyone's just going... And it's the
1: same underwater. Yeah. Or or, or above ground. they did
0: dialogue underwater. Yeah, there was
1: literally a bunch of dialogue underwater. Some of the subtitles said, Indecipherable Mumbling. Remember yeah. that was literally the subtitle? <laughs> uh,
0: which, was, which was kind of... Which fitting. should have been the name of the show, really. The, that's the film. Yeah. And the film's
1: name changed for different markets the best to maximise the audience in, in America different
0: territories. It, in America, it was not as guitars, guns and paradise. Which I check, 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 and check. check. Oh, may I get a check? Yes, please. <laughs> check, please, sir. Do you think it was
1: a tax? write off, pump a load of money into a film, don't really if, take it seriously.
0: If it had happened any other time in their career, I would have thought Maybe they're trying to do something. This was definitely
1: usually bands get to make a movie when they have a little spike of public acclaim.
0: But again, we're we're looking at in the in the sense that rock and roll is a continuum. So we're looking back at sort of Beatles movies and stuff like that. Whereas, why wouldn't they make a movie? It's hilarious. Shades of Lester in this. Yeah, there's no shades of Richard Lester in I mean, this film. I mean, he's Lester a good. City. He's a good director. <laughs> this is a series of piles of shit. But. Why oh. wouldn't they do it? Yeah, what people you know, If if you could. If yeah. you could do it.
1: It just seemed like really? I remember when it came out, I remember thinking, why is this happening? I don't understand
0: why this is happening. No, because I never knew this happened. I, I I only found out like two like a month ago. So you uh, came uh, to me fresh with this? No, I bought I bought it a month ago. When I went, Status quo made a film. I wonder if it, I can get it.
1: I thought you'd wanted this to watch this for
0: for no, a long time. I never yeah. knew about it at all. It was a Jibble fix it kind of moment for you? Never knew it but found out quo made a film. Went well. Of can, course. I, can I get this? Have to see it. Looked at the price online. Yeah. The Price is Right, by the way. If you want to buy this, Um you won't get it streaming. And piracy
1: harms lives, or
0: something. Yeah, exactly. Also, you know, it's not piracy harms lives. You guys. It's not a victimless crime. You know. So I, I actually bought this film. I bought. I love
1: why film. you're talking to the recorder, like you're looking earnestly it's, at it. Yeah, you no. Know. Believe me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well. It's the first true thing I've said. And now you've seen it twice. Will you ever watch this again? I've seen it three times. I watched it again last night. Dark Horse. Yeah, because but I didn't put the crucially, I didn't put the subtitles on. So what I
1: find quite interesting so is
0: I only saw half the film.
1: You had me at disadvantage, but interestingly, when we watched it together, it was clear you had no fucking clue what was going on as well.
0: It, it, it will never happen.
1: It's one of the few times you've chastised me for my loud voice, and it's not my fault. It was the fault. A bullet quote. of a li- terrible cyberdutch l-
0: when you were talking you literally couldn't hear anything anyone was saying and when you were not talking you <laughs> literally couldn't hear anything anyone was saying we both met like a cyber relief when the subtitles came out I was like, it was oh, like oh, this is God. joyous it was, like, it was like putting your feet in a bath and having yeah. fish nibble shit off them and then one of the first subtitles
1: was John Lovitz going Volca Durum Voodoo <laughs> <laughs> for
0: no reason that I can conceive of he didn't which, say it again which, which is exactly his catchphrase okay,
1: can, I, can I end on what I think might be an neat tie-in of what we were just talking about I think you should Francis Rossi is exactly the kind of man when he's going for a poo will say I'm off to drop Mrs Brown off at the pool that's the kind of thing I imagine Francis Rossi would say because I think he's quite a vulgar man little did he know that one day the stunt director of Mrs Brown's Boys would actually direct oh. him in a film
0: See, I thought you, were, you had nothing, but you had everything. Uh, you did that really well. That's Now it sounds patronising.
2: You <laughs> ruined the whole fucking yeah. thing. I've now it's become a weird colonial... Well done, Jesus. Patrick. What's <laughs> going
0: on? Yeah, I thought, where are you going with this? Ah, oh, actually, it does make sense.
1: Thank you, John. I'm off to Jesus sort out the drainage Christ. in the lower field now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and you're off to watch bullet Quo for a fourth time. you really got to pick up those nuances.
1: I think this has went quite well for our first podcast back... After this, how long?
0: This has been the worst thing that's ever happened.
4: Oh my God. I think I'm starting to like them.